Hello, and welcome back to Conversations with Claire. Today, my guest is Nikki Zaka, or on the internet, at FitWithNick. <laughs> she is a woman in tech with an obsession for health, fitness, and connection. And today's topics are going to include things like negative effects of overtraining and underfueling, hormones, stress and other biomarkers, and reversing the narrative around fitness and your why mindset around your workouts. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah, I'm I appreciate glad. you reaching out and being interested in doing this. Yes. I'm, I mean, one of my goals is more podcasts this year and trying to spread the message that I had to go through. So hopefully others don't have to go through that. So appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I want you to just kind of open up with a background. Like you said, you're going to use your experience through this to talk about what you like, what's driving you is to hopefully help other people not have to navigate some of the hardship that you've navigated along your way. Yeah. But so one, this is yet again, and this is kind of, this is totally what I love about the podcast is because this is going to be our most at length conversation yet so we've been in community events with one another who knows how many times now yeah and always ha you were always like such fun supportive bright energy mm -hmm. and yeah and, and but then it's always <laughs> like in these big community um events so yeah. it's just exciting because I'm gonna get to capture now more of your energy and just unpack more of like how did you get here yeah and I feel like that's been a lot of the podcasts that I've been on too it's like I know all of the people but we haven't connected kind of dug into everything one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. yet mm -hmm. so I love doing that on these conversations too yeah yeah and you also so what I well okay let's start we're gonna start with first just kind of tell me like where like was fitness always a part of your life where did you grow up you said that you were in the northeast right yes yeah, so okay. grew up in the boston area i went to school in new hampshire um so i know the cold but i know yeah. texas can't handle it we were just talking about that um yeah, yeah we're not built for that <laughs> i was an athlete pretty much my whole life. I've done soccer, gymnastics, um, diving, lacrosse, like all the things, but I didn't know my way around the gym. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to UNH, I actually ended up walking on to the D1 diving team there. Uh, I quit for a while in high school so I could try other sports, but I did it like junior Olympic when I was little. And I was lifeguarding and watching them and I was like, oh, I kind of miss that. I wish I could do it again and ended up asking for a tryout. But <laughs> long story short, it's D1. So you get a lifting coach, a nutritionist, you learn all of the things. Um, and without really trying to, I mean, I was pretty self-conscious my whole life. I was mm -hmm. like the chubby one. I wouldn't say super obese or anything, but I was the chubby friend growing up and I was mediocre at everything. And when I started lifting, um, instead of being just the little cardio bunny that I probably was like all of high school and beyond, mm -hmm. um, I saw my body change. So I ended up losing like 25 to 35 pounds um, and I was falling in love with myself and what I could do and actually setting goals and hitting them and just feeling really good about myself. So I became obsessed with that. Yeah. Um, and that's when Instagram like 
there wasn't a lot of fitness people on there yet. It mm-hmm. was probably over 10 years ago now, which is crazy. And so my transformation picture kind of took off and it was in the era of like, um, oh my God, like P90X and all of that stuff where mm-hmm. they'll reach out and want you to like sell all of, all of their stuff and everything. Uh-huh. But so I ended up getting started just helping people on the side for college because they started reaching out, how did you do this? And so I was doing like custom fitness and meal plans for people um, just as like a little side gig in college. And then I am a tech sales rep. So I worked at Oracle right out of college Mm -hmm. and kind of used them that I wanted to go experience something else. I've been in New England my whole life. My whole extended family is in New England still like It's just you don't leave there pretty Mm -hmm. much. Um, I did not know anybody in Texas, never been to Texas before in my life and decided to just move to Austin was like, I'll try it for a year or two. If I don't like it, I'll just move back home. Like, who cares? How old were you when you moved here? Uh, 20. No, not yeah, 24, 25. Yeah, it was 2017. So, okay, like forget it. It was pretty young. Like I two years after college, a year or yeah, a year or two after college. <laughs> are, you, are you still with Oracle? No. Um, okay, but you still work within tech. Yes. Moved around since then, but um, they were what moved me here. Ended up falling in love with the city, stayed here. And then that whole changed my perspective on, I don't really want to do the custom plans anymore. Um, I had so much fun meeting new people at events and learning about all of these super cool brands and products that there's so many startups and just like exciting things going on in Austin. Mm -hmm. So I pivoted more to working towards like brands and doing events and helping with the marketing space instead of the like custom plans for people. Okay. So, so this is cool because, you know, I only came into the fitness industry much less online within the past you know, couple few years. So your journey with all of that started with like Instagram, like a long time ago. Yeah. And I think one of the things, this is what's yet again, so cool about holding this conversation is you've built a good size personal brand. And it sounds like it's been something that you've been up to for a long time, which I did not know. I had curiosity around because you do also hold another, like a completely separate career. Yeah. And you've, I've heard you speak briefly about that, just that you enjoy doing that. I do. I love having both. Um, I mean, a huge part of that is, I'm not going to lie, the stability. Mm-hmm. And so I am in corporate America where you get all of the benefits. I know my paycheck's coming every month, um, which is obviously a solid. Yeah. But I do love my job because it's sales. I love the psychology behind it Mm -hmm. and the power of persuasion and understanding people and their needs and what they want and how to sell anything. Mm -hmm. It, I don't know. I could geek out about all of that stuff, but yeah. I love like huge enter. So I do enterprise sales, which means I'm talking to like very large corporation C levels to try to get them like new technology or fit their needs in digital transformation. And so I have imposter syndrome, like 
the back of my mind all the time, which has taken me years and years to be like, I deserve this. I've worked my ass off. I have good thoughts. I have great, like innovative ideas that I need to talk and be more loud. Um, so it is funny, the synergies, I think we kind of chatted about this before, but between like the fitness space Mm -hmm. and what I'm trying to do and grow my own personal brand there Mm -hmm. versus you have to have that personal brand when you're a sales rep too Mm. and like own your space and know what you're talking about. I think what sounds cool to me is like you're gaining reps in your tech job that in your sales job that ultimately allow you to build a skill that you can then go and also use on your own personal brand stuff. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. Right. And so, and the fact that you, I mean, I think it's cool because even, even if you're like, yeah, I could nerd on, on the persuasion and the way that people think and so on, like that is instrumental, no matter what role you play in any someone else's, whether you're an intrapreneur, an entrepreneur, you know, whatever, any role in life, like understanding how the brain works is going to be really useful to you in any path to be able to understand how to relate to another person, how to, you know, just, just navigate reality because we have to coexist with other humans. I don't think like, and we do better when we do more of it as well. (laughs) And so that's a, that's a useful skill. And the sales aspect, if you think about it, like everybody's selling, even if you're not a sales rep, like if you're an entrepreneur, you're selling yourself or your brand or your product. So um, I think there's definitely both things. And I have, uh, uh, I hate public speaking with a passion. It like, I get bright red and shaky and I can't think. And I've been trying to challenge myself to do more leading events Mm. in the fitness space Mm -hmm. because it terrifies me. However, it's more fun than the presentations to C-level executives. So I'm getting my reps in in a more fun way to get in front of a bunch of people and do a presentation per se Mm -hmm. with like a workout or something. Mm -hmm. And then using that to be like, okay, that's not bad. If I just did that in front of 100 people, I can talk to this old man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So leaning into, to the discomfort of that, obviously, like we, we speak about this all the time within our world of like, you know, understanding that the more aggressively that we pursue comfort in any area of life, typically that doesn't unfold well versus the more yeah. we can go ahead and expose ourselves to discomfort frequently, the more growth we can experience, just the the better life seems to get. So what uh, one, does this feel in this moment, does this feel like public speaking? It used to. Okay. Um, but, and we were talking about this before, the more reps that I got in with podcasts, the Uh more comfortable. And I'm like, okay, we're just having a conversation together. Uh Um, the first couple I was shaking. I was terrified. When I listen back to those, I'm still laughing. There's so many ums and pauses. And so, I mean, everything comes with with more reps. But this was something that I was terrified at and Mm -hmm. kept working at and made myself do more. Mm -hmm. And so the next step is, okay, let's get in front of a bunch of people and try to lead a workout or something. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So what are some things that you have then also, cause I think this is going to be relatable. Like 
people want to do things right and they yes. want to do things with other people but there's a tremendous amount of fear around what are you guys going to think of me or you know am I going to be able to do it or do you know the imposter syndrome thing that like yeah. in my experience like you have to walk directly through like I don't know anybody that's beelining around it no. to get to a place where they actually are like okay I do belong here um I was speaking to a friend who they just had a bunch of at jujitsu they just had a bunch of belt promotions you know and speaking to some people who got promoted and and one person in particular that I just love dearly about like every time you belt up it's like an imposter syndrome of like am I ready even though all of these proficient individuals said that I am now I have to get my brain around it you know it's just no matter where we are like that seems to be something we have to get through and so with your choice to continue to lean into these different things what are some tools that you use that help you whenever you experience that fear to say okay I'm going to do it anyway and here's something that I'm doing that's going to help me um I think well a few things so specifically with the speaking or presentations that's typically you know it's coming so you can practice get your reps in before you actually do it Mm -hmm. I think you get a lot more confident and comfortable in that sense Mm -hmm. um but honestly just like being okay with being uncomfortable and pushing yourself because things do pop up where you can't get that practice in or let's say I'm in a big meeting and I have this what I think really good idea but it's a male-driven environment and I'm literally the only woman on my team right now. And so when I first came in, I would just watch. I wouldn't say anything like I'm backing away. But as time went on, I'm like, I have better. I that sounds bad, but like I have good ideas or better ideas ideas that are not coming out right now that I need to share. Like, why am I being shy about this? Mm -hmm. So kind of listening to why I'm scared and trying to navigate that and then just doing it (laughs) and hey sometimes it's not a good idea and I'm gonna be told that and that's fine but I I feel so much better when I actually just go for it and push myself because you either learn from it or you grow so yeah I love that and I I don't have a I'm trying to think if I have a ton of experience personally with like working in fields that are male dominated. I mean, I guess I suppose the fitness one might be. Yeah, I guess it is. I feel like it is. I guess so. (laughs) It is relatable though, even as far as the social media side of things. I know that stepping into the coach role personally and then Mm. choosing, like I have this beautiful platform that I have access to that I can use for good. And, and it's been such a get over fear thing in the last year of like, you're helping Pete. Like you've, you've, actually accumulated a tremendous amount of awareness in this field and it's like a disservice to not speak to it even if it's imperfect and share yeah right and so like come on you know but having to get through that um okay so so simply just the choice of the preparation I think is relevant and then also just that would you agree that you choose to go ahead and lead the fitness event or you choose to go ahead and do the presentation and you feel fear leading up to it. So you try to be as prepared as you can or whatever. And then would you agree that for the first like five minutes, maybe 10, there's like, you're still flush. It's still scary. You're still shaking. But then once you cross some like invisible threshold once you're so far in then you're good good. yeah do you like do you feel that yeah no a hundred percent I've had 
And I've also been on the other side where honestly, I've been doing some like quarterly business reviews with your team with um, a previous company was really terrifying for those and they're just drilling into you and it, it never goes away. But I've, <laughs> for the most part, uh, once you get talking and you're like, I know this stuff, I'm yeah. confident in this stuff. And so you're just good to go, yeah. honestly, like you said. But it was funny because the last community event that I did was for, you know, Dom Fusco. Oh, I love him. He came. <laughs> yeah, he was here last week. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was doing one of his full circle events mm-hmm. with people and literally the full week leading up to that, because I, I wanted to say no when he asked me because it terrifies me. But I was like you want to say no, this, you have to say yes, yeah. is kind of my mindset. Yeah. Um, and so I said yes. And then that full week leading into it, I was having like, couldn't sleep nightmares of things going bad. I'm just like getting so nervous. And then it came and I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do this again. Why was I nervous about it? And that happens every single time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Because if we think about how long you've been in the fitness industry in some capacity, even if it started all the way back in college of just getting some exposure to some different training and then getting, you know, your own results and sharing them and then it taking off from there. Like, it's cool to see. I always love, I love, I'm obsessed with the journey, you know, yeah. and all of the work that you've done from that point to this point has mattered and where you'll go from here will be really cool to see because it's continuing to expand and grow. Yeah. And That's I'm trying exciting. to push myself in new levels. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, let's see. So I definitely did want to touch on the whole having a, a, another job thing as well. But I think that I I think we've, we've got that already squared away. So I think we'll just go straight to what you wanted to talk about today. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll start with what you opened with whenever we had our initial chat about, Hey, want to have a chat on the podcast? Here's what it's about. You said overtraining and underfueling issues. Yes. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> so this kind of goes along with the journey because I feel like I've had so many ups and downs within that. So when I was talking about how I started and I mentioned I became obsessed after seeing some of those results, mm-hmm. a big part of that is I'm losing weight. I look like a smaller version of me and you're getting compliments every day like how amazing you look how did you lose the weight what are you doing and it does go to your head a little bit and so you want to keep pushing that more and more um I wouldn't say I was unhealthy until the pandemic though anyway because I was pretty good with my nutrition and workouts up until I started 100% working from home with the pandemic and I had so much more time because I wasn't going into the office from eight to five every day anymore so you wake up I do some type of movement whatever that is during lunch I was getting another walk in and then after I'm doing either a lift or a hit training workout and I wasn't changing what I was eating Mm -hmm. so I was eating very small amounts compared to how much I was moving my body every single day. And nobody needs to do three a day. It's like, that's 
Yeah. Just not needed. If you're a professional <laughs> athlete. Maybe. And you yeah. have a lot of different disciplines that you need to train. That's a different conversation. Yes. But the vast majority of people. And then for them. A normal. You know, yeah. Be smart about it. And they're certainly paying attention to their overall intake and their recovery. I mean, they're yes. looking at all angles. So for some individuals, that could be appropriate. But for 100%. the vast majority of us, no. <laughs> General population no. talking. For health and longevity, let's really not. Yeah. Let's really not. And so I just kept getting smaller, but in my head, I was not seeing it, even though I I did actually have like friends and family voicing their concerns. And in my head, uh, since I'm still looking in the mirror and seeing things that I want to change, I'm thinking like, oh, they're just like, they don't know what they're talking about. Do you mind getting really specific with that? Because I think that this is stuff that people will like. Wanna, you, ne- yeah. you just never know who's going to hear that and be like, me. Yeah. I mean, even my mom would bring it up being like, you're looking a little thin right now. We can see your ribs or whatever she would call out about my body parts that looks a little too small. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about in yeah. my head or just like brushed it off and everything. Uh-huh. Um, I would have friends say like, are you okay? Just looking at how I looked and everything um, to give perspective. I am small. I'm a five, five, two. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was down to like 97, 98 pounds, which is not good. Yeah. Um, Like I do have a more athletic frame, so I'm supposed to have some muscle on me. Well, you had done other things leading up to that to put muscle on you. So you are like you, you had built muscle yes. and then probably maybe at some point started to lose, lose some it. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did have that, what people would call toned look. So, and people started to know me or recognize me as like the ab girl. Like I think I was talking to Corey about this. Actually, I got recognized on rainy street going out like multiple times and being like, Oh, you're get fit with Nick with the abs, like just random people that I don't know, mm-hmm. which is so exciting Very to somebody. Oh, external validation feels so good. Yeah, but it's also, I didn't realize that that was going to my head of like, I'm the ab girl, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And so... That's who I need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was doing everything to keep that. And then it was, I lost my period. I didn't have it for over three years, but I wasn't even concerned about it the first two and a half because one, not sure if I want to have kids. Like that was my mindset. You, you should want your period, whether you know you're, you want kids or not. Like Mm -hmm. it's a health marker Mm -hmm. for females. So that's one thing that I wish I could go back and change, but, um, I didn't get concern until I'm in the shower and I'm washing my hair and chunks are coming out like I'm losing my hair it I usually have very thick curly um like voluminous hair Mm -hmm. and it was very thin and brittle and falling out um I started to notice the energy levels where I want to get even more specific too with like, what was your diet like? Like you were under fueling. Yeah. Um, but what, like, what did that look like? It was, I definitely still ate very high protein. Mm. I would say very high protein. What were your protein sources? If chicken, ter- very lean 
protein, yeah. protein not, powders, not any, like red meat or anything like that. Not a lot of red Which meat. Which we do. Do you agree now that red meat? I tremendous? love red meat. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> One of the best vehicles for all those amino acids. So many nutrients. In oh it. yes. On. Yep. And like no healthy fats and no carbs. Not none, but like I was having fruits, veggies, but no like hearty complex carbs that fuel your workouts and training Mm -hmm. and it was probably around 100 grams or less and then how per day and then how many grams of fat do you think you were getting a day oh like 15 I was not eating like any like nothing Nikki I want to say I I relate to you because I actually we have not really spoken about this you know but one I chose to go vegan for five and a half years you may not know that about me that was a few years ago that that ended um and so I'm not saying that an individual cannot get the nutrients that they need that's not what I'm saying but I certainly like you have to be extremely intentional if you're going to choose that and that was not something I was doing yeah and so I also started to lose my hair and my hair got really short and really thin and my body composition was not thriving and my fat consumption was extremely low for a long period of time. And so, yes, sure. I also lost my period and also, uh, just, just, I mean the, the hormone function, which you're going to talk about. I just, I think it's cool because I didn't ever get so small framed necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet was experiencing certainly some negative repercussions. And I think a lot of that was a combination for me of, not getting sufficient protein, not getting sufficient amino acid profiles from those proteins. I was not thinking about that. And then also the fats, because there are many nutrients that are fat soluble and I didn't understand that. And so keep going, but I just like, I feel you girl. I feel you girl. Yeah. And I didn't, I felt like I was eating a lot to be honest, but it wasn't anything with real substance. So I might've been eating a lot, but it was like a lot of vegetables and salads and very lean proteins um like I would do Greek yogurt and eggs and stuff Mm -hmm. so a little bit of good fats in there but like now I eat salmon probably every day avocado every day um I'm getting like olive oil in some of my meals to Mm -hmm. make sure that I'm getting all of that I do like a fish oil supplement I eat oatmeal and complex carbs and sweet potato every day I Mm. love sweet potato Mm -hmm. but I wasn't getting all of that and even though I felt like I was eating enough or a lot it I probably when I got my watch realized that I was burning and I know that's not accurate but it's roundabout number Mm -hmm. like my watch says I'm burning over 2,000 calories a day Mm -hmm. and I stopped even at five, two, even at a small frame, five, two for context. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I still train a lot. I'm not going to lie, but now I know I'm aware of, I only train like one real training session and then steps a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know how much I need to eat to get there. But when I, it was another full circle moment with tracking food Mm. because when I first started losing weight, that's when I was tracking food and it was like an eye opener of, oh my God, I can't believe because I'm snacking so much, I'm eating way over what I should be. And then I got to a comfortable period um, through all of that, through college and everything, I stopped tracking because I felt like I knew where I was. Mm -hmm. And then when that happened where I was 
going overboard with all of the training. Um, I was not tracking again, but when I decided to get a coach, the first thing he did was let's track a week and see where you're at. And I'm thinking, oh, I know I'm about like probably eating 1,700, 1,800 calories, whatever. Um, I was eating around like 1,300, I think, and then burning around 2,000. And so I'm thinking, no, like freaking what? I I couldn't believe it but I also how long do you think that went on that was years that was probably three or four years so multiple years of burning 2,000 plus calories a day with a consumption of roughly 1,300 yeah and so needless to say when I finally got everything checked in the lab work Mm -hmm. it wasn't just my hormones I mean they were zero essentially no testosterone no estrogen my adrenals were shot my liver numbers were not good, so probably starting to, to decline there. Mm. Um, I remember, do you know the MSW guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Nurse Doza looked at me. He's like, I don't know how you're awake right now because you're like the adrenals completely gone or cortisol's through the roof. It looked like I had zero energy. So how are you feeling at this time? So you're like multiple years in and you find out, whoa, I'm way under fueled for what my body is needing based on my activity levels and so on. Uh, How were you feeling at that time? So definitely tired. Yeah. Um, I got to the point where it would hit like after lunch, two or 3 PM. And I just wanted to take a nap like mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Like a long one. Yeah. <laughs> like go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that being said, I'm still doing all of those workouts. So in my head, working out was a way to manage stress and actually give me energy, which sounds so like messed up now, but It still is kind of my happy place and like I do get energy and I feel better afterwards. Yeah. Were you, I want to ask too, were you intaking stimulants such as caffeine? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just caffeine all day, every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which you shouldn't need to rely on that much caffeine, but I was having probably like three or four cups of coffee. If not, then I was having an energy drink plus coffee I yeah running on caffeine mm-hmm. and that's something that he asked he was like are you just like jacked up on caffeine all the time and I was like yes absolutely I am yeah yeah <laughs> it feels good yeah yeah gosh yeah I I relate continue <laughs> and then the the gut issues were the big thing and I honestly started to convince myself that it was normal for me and I just have like a very sensitive gut because I do have a lot of food allergies um so that comes with a lot of issues Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. but no one should have insane bloating after every meal and uh this might be TMI but only pooping once a week is not normal Mm -hmm. that's not TMI I I want things to be said on this podcast that like are very real and quote-unquote triggering or whatever because people need to hear the truth yeah yes no and so I'm like this I'm uncomfortable almost every day. Mm-hmm. I know I'm skinny. However, I feel bloated and inflamed and tired all the time. Well, and did you at this time also just feel so out of alignment? Like I just, I say this yet again from a place of relation. I remember in years past where I was really trying to figure it out with nutrition or with fitness or whatever. And maybe at certain parts of that journey, some people looked to me thinking maybe she knows something here or there. And I knew 
that things were not actually jiving for me. So I felt like a fraud. Yeah. Oh, and 100%. So, yeah. I mean, that's a very, when you feel out of alignment with what the perception of you is and at a soul level, what you feel is going on and they're not in alignment, like that's uncomfy. And to your point, I'm thinking these people see me as the ab girl in this like super healthy fitness chick. Like I have to show up as that even if I'm tired or even if I'm not feeling good or Mm -hmm. if things are not okay. And so that's when I kind of had that full identity shift when I decided to be like, okay, I need to get my health back on track. I'm going to invest in a coach. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to gain weight and I'm going to start making my content about this is what happens when things go too far or like this is why you shouldn't be following a low carb, low fat diet if you're going to be training. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the shift happens and you hire a coach because you recognize you're at a point where you actually probably need some help. And what's what we know to be true today is like, even as somebody who is a coach, having people coach you is always, you know, like, so important. Yeah. You walked in here and I was on the phone with a mentor. And I said, thanks for taking my call. My, my, you know, my guest is here. I gotta go. That was a mentor of mine. And like in that situation, I'm not in a place of, but I'm just simply like, Hey, just, you know, here's what's going on in life. Just staying in touch. Yeah. Those are important things. I need somebody else to just kind of, cause like in between my own ears, things can get weird. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Clarity. Um, but that took me a while too, to be honest, I tried to do it on my own. So after that first time getting labs and having that talk with MSW and they're like, this is the lifestyle changes that you need to do Mm -hmm. to start seeing results. And I thought I was doing them in my head. Mm -hmm. And I gave myself like six months and moved the needle very tiny bit. So I'm like, okay, if I need to, I'm like getting to 30. I want don't know if I want a family, but I want it to be my choice. Mm. And I want to live a long, healthy lifestyle. Like my parents are well into their 60s, mid 60s, almost 70s, traveling, hiking, still doing all of the things. Like I want that. I don't want to hit. He was telling me how your cortisol and how your levels are going. You're going to hit like early 30s and just knock out. Like mm. you're not, you're, it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. And so I want to live that long, healthy, exciting, beautiful life. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed to do something. And I was like, I'm just going to research, find the best coach that would fit what I'm looking for and who's very knowledgeable in that space. Mm -hmm. And all in, Jesus, take the wheel, do whatever he says Mm -hmm. or they say it happens to be him but Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just go with it um which was terrifying because I am type a control freak and want to have control of everything um but it was the best decision because a year in with him now um I got my period back about six months in with him that's huge yeah and that's actually considering the length of time that you went without that's really good it's good yeah Okay, go Amazing. ahead. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing was, so I was eating about like 1300 when I tried for that six months to increase it. It probably still was like 1500 or 1600. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, that's like a couple hundred calories. Like that's a good amount up. But I'm still working out a ton. 
and I was still doing all of the HIIT workouts and stuff, which I love HIIT workouts. I don't want to not do them, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing them six or seven days a week. That's horrible for your hormones and adrenals and everything. It's a different topic. But <laughs> so I get with him and he's like, we're jacking your calories up to 2000 and you're not going to do HIIT anymore. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you, I'm going to blow up like a blimp. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, wait. And also just, I, I love this so, so much just because coming from a background of intensity and so on, I love that yeah. I still allow myself to do somewhat intense workouts um, like that, like two days a week. They're fun. They're great. And f- I mean, when we look at literally Dr. Peter Atia, you know, is an example of like, now I don't want to misquote him and I'm, so I'm not going to get it perfectly, but there's, you know, a tremendous amount of like research that, that he's shared or that Dr. Gabriel Lyon has shared in regards to like one resistance training is key. Yeah. Is paramount. Number one. Yes. And then from there we can do a bit of this other stuff where we go zone four, zone five, AKA high heart rate things. That's going to be really good for it. We're going to feel those endorphins. It's also good for our heart and our brain and things like that. So it has its place, but in moderation. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, you, of course their stuff will give you the exact, uh, but anyway, so, okay. Um, when you get pulled up to 2000 and you get taken off your hit. Yeah. What do you get to do now? Uh, so we totally reframed my scheduling. I'm not, so I hired him for nutrition only. I was like, I feel like I got my workouts, but he gave me that you are not doing hit anymore. You're lifting and getting steps in. And so I did take care, like kind of redid my schedule and made my own lifting schedule and everything. But mm-hmm instead of doing those hit trainings every single day, I created my own split. So just lifting and then getting steps in. Since then, I do hit probably once or twice a week and mm-hmm. I feel good and it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But I had to get to a healthy place before I was able to get that back into my schedule, I would mm-hmm. say. And so it was more yoga, lifting, steps for a very long time what felt like a very long time (laughs) so during the time where you were doing the the high intensity all the time and so on um did you feel the effects maybe in hindsight maybe at the time you weren't quite so aware and then again maybe you were did you feel the effects of the under recovery piece of thing where you were feeling like I'm generally fatigued across the board, et cetera, versus whenever you took on this new protocol where this professional that you've hired says, hey, you're going to knock it out with that for now. We're just going to focus on getting your caloric intake back to where roughly your maintenance looks to be in addition to incorporating this resistance training because we need to put some lean mass on you. Yeah. And and so you say, okay, I guess I'm going to do that. Like, what were the, the, what did you feel as we know that it took you six months to get your period back, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and a great indicator that things are going well. Yes. But what else did you feel? Because so much of it is our perce- you know, our perception yeah. of our experiences. How are we feeling? Honestly, when I first got started, I was like, I'm not even doing anything. Like, I felt like... You're just sitting around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, my heart rate is not even moving. So it took me a while for lifting because uh, obviously I did that with my background, I was an athlete in college. So that's what I started with. And then after college, you have that 
as an athlete, like, what am I, what am I doing? And so I got into those classes because I felt like I was part of a team and I'm training for something with people. So I liked that aspect. Totally. Um, but getting back into lifting, it was like, I probably wasn't pushing myself hard enough when I first started because your heart rate can get up there if you're pushing it up the oh weight, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so winded like after it. my sets with my heavy lifting days. Yeah. And I'm like, I almost feel like I'm really out of shape. But then thankfully I do a couple of those weeks. I'm like, okay, you're fine. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I felt like that for a little bit. But and I feel like the way that I was doing the hit classes too, it's like almost mainly cardio where you are doing all of these high intensity movements and stuff. So you're getting a good workout and your heart rate's up, but I wasn't lifting that heavy. And so I don't think I was that sore necessarily after those. Mm -hmm. I would just feel like I got a good workout because I'm dead after, Mm -hmm. which is really funny, but it felt, feels good Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. The endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. And um, so after the lifting, it did take me a while, but I started feeling much stronger, obviously, after like three months, I would say. But it was uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable at first. And I didn't feel like I was on the right track and I was questioning everything probably for the first two months plus. Mm -hmm. Um, But I made a decision that I'm going all in on this. And so I committed. I wanted to do it. I was feeling uncomfortable because I was watching my body change. It's going up in weight. Um, I didn't shoot up like a balloon like I thought I would with that amount of calories and lower um, like workouts. But it definitely you notice it, especially I'm a small person. Any little bits of fat you notice. Right. And so it was really uncomfortable. But once you get to that six month mark, like looking back, I'm like 100% worth it. And mm. it's worth that uncomfortable feeling and knowing that it it's the long term journey, yeah. not like what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I love it. This does make me think of, I can certainly think of many people I've spoken to. And of course I, with the coaching stuff, I take on a good number of people that come from intensity backgrounds. It's common. And uh, so when I ask them to rest in between their sets and things like that, it's like, I know I get it. I get it for me whenever I started to do these just lifting sessions, yeah. like it would literally be like, can I do some burpees in between? Like, yeah. what can I do? Like, is this a joke? And I'm like, no, I literally want you to sit on your butt. And then you'll find that you have access to so much more strength as a direct result. And then give us a handful of months and watch your body composition. And we'll, we don't like what's happening. Yeah. So, okay. So then your hormones, cause you did get blood work done. You mm-hmm. did get a lot of, and you've continued to check back in on how all of that's going. So like you, like you talked about and, you know, I think a lot of people who listen to this will probably maybe have some awareness around hormones to some degree, but they are also, uh, there's a lot more awareness being gained and maybe somebody doesn't, uh, testosterone is something that should be high in women. It should be high in men and women, you know, and estrogen, we should have plenty of both. And so you mentioned those things being low. I don't know what your D3 looked like or DHEA or it sounds like it was all a crapshoot. It was all very bad. (laughs) Yep. So how's that been like, since um good so after i did it about six months in as well and that's why honestly i've been pitching i would say to everybody like get your labs done because on the outside people thought i was healthy and i might have looked 
toned and healthy or skinnier, whatever, but I wasn't healthy on the inside. And so kind of like what you were saying before, I felt like a fraud because I looked one way, but what was going on under the hood was not matching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think any everybody should get their labs done. I mean, data means everything. You can't really get better if you don't know where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And it is so individualized. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many opportunities and options out right now with different brands to really be able to empower you to take your health into your own hands. Totally. And you should because you're the one that's going to care the most about it mm-hmm. and question your doctors and everything. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother story too. Like my primary care and gyno told me not to worry when I didn't have my period. And I was like, I feel kind of worried about it because I don't feel right. And both of them told me not to worry about it. Can you give any more context there? So you show up to these two individuals, your gynecologist and your primary care physician yeah. and you state, Hey, I've lost my period and I'm concerned. And in both of those situations, these individuals just said, no, oh, nothing to worry about here. Yeah. Cause, um, I decided to go off of my, uh, the birth control, which I've been on for probably 10 years before that. And it was a hormonal. Yeah. Okay. And so one, they were like, oh, well it might be your birth control, but I had the white pill. So like I was supposed to be getting my period. Yeah. And you had been previously. I was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I lost it when I was on there. Um, and then when I got off of it, they're like, oh, well, it can take a year to come back. So I wouldn't worry about it just because I like went off my my birth control. But another option when you lose your period is to put you back on birth control. They mm-hmm. kept trying to push that. And I'm like, I'm not going back on birth control. I don't think that's the right answer for me. Mm. Cause like giving my body estrogen is probably why it's not producing its own at this point. Mm. So I, I don't go to them anymore to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> I cannot my soapbox with this situation and here's we're you know, what? no, we are. All right. So <laughs> just I today, I think about if I'm going to work with a practitioner, physical therapist, chiropractor, you know, doctor in any capacity, I'm taking into consideration what is this person's quality of life, you know, and, and we do work with people, clients from like, like I work with clients that we're just working on mindset and nutrition Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and actual fitness stuff. So these are coaching things. And so I get to hear from them advice that can be given to them at times from different practitioners or, you know, people that are trying to prescribe a number of different things. And, um, it's always so hard when somebody says, Oh, this medication was suggested to me by this individual. And I was told to consume, you know, that, Oh, I was going to completely lose my appetite and that was perfectly okay. And I'm like, what did this person's health look like to you? And they're like, Oh, really bad. And I'm like, okay. Or did you ask the why behind it? Right. Or what's the long-term plan? Like what, what do we do when this is no longer like, is this a forever thing or is this a temporary thing? And then, okay. So their health looked not great to your eyes. Okay. Did you by chance ask them what they do? Uh, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like these are, I think these are fair questions to ask yeah, and to take into consideration because I'm always looking at like, 
if it's my health, like I have to be my biggest advocate. But then from there, I don't want to demonize a practitioner. And I think that we all have to figure out how to come together on this. And so when somebody chooses to get a second opinion and then take a different route and then maybe that route works out and they do get themselves, whether it's an injury that they rehab through non-surgery or something where they choose to maybe not go on a medication medication and instead get their lab work and do something different when they explore alternative quote unquote alternative Mm -hmm. options. I, I feel like we have to keep the narrative flowing back and forth where it's like, Hey, I did this instead. And if it went well, then it went well. Like, like we all have to learn together and we are all learning. Yeah. But I, but I think that like demonizing any party too is like, as much as I experience frustration with the current situation, uh, demonizing any party involved in it doesn't really move the needle, you know, like we're all trying to learn. Anyway, okay. Well, no, I feel that. Okay. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, it was just like one of those things where I knew in my body something was off. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody's telling me not to worry, it just, it did not ring true for me. So I was like, I'm going to look into this myself. And that's why I got the labs done. Mm-hmm. And then I've been very consistent with my labs since then. And I'm like, I'm going to go to people that want to get to the root cause instead of just throwing a medication at me. Like I want a lifestyle change. I don't want the medication route. Okay. So since you've stayed up to date with your labs, what has improved and what did you do to improve it besides increase your calories back off of that? You know, the things that you've already stated, what else have you done and what's going well? So cortisol is now in range, which is great. So reduced caffeine. Um, I'm not working out past like 6 p.m. at night, which this isn't for everybody. I just want to say what everything is one size fits one. Right. This for, is just the experience yeah. that you're having. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I when I wake up, relax for a little bit instead of and it's more of a I usually wake up before my alarm clock instead of jumping up and being all flustered with my alarm and having to run and do something. So making sure I have going to bed early enough where I'm waking up by myself and then having a little time to like slowly wake up mm-hmm. has been a big thing. Um, honestly, this is really funny because I absolutely hate the cold. Like I, I hate the cold. I'm an ice barrel girl now (laughs) Um, and it's been so, so helpful because I have such a crazy running mind all the time and I have never been somebody that can meditate. I actually used to not even be able to do Shavasana at the end of yoga because I'm like, how can people just lay here? Like there's so much things that I need to get done mm-hmm. um, and so being in the ice is literally one of the only places that I can just be still and breathe and be in my body and whether or not it's because it's freezing cold and that's all you can think about like it works mm-hmm. for me and so yes it has all of the like inflammation and in body and physical um, benefits but I really do it for the mental benefit mm-hmm. so that helps me slow down a lot mm-hmm. Um, so more contrast therapy, actually both, cause I love the sauna too. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously cutting down the workouts that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned more yoga and slow and walks, um, instead of like the hit and just fast paced and all of that stuff. So 
did you start taking any sort of um, hormones or any sort of, like, is there anything, did you start supplementing with vitamin D3? You know, is there anything that you started? Oh, yeah. So I also currently work with a company, Joy Wellness, Mm -hmm. that they actually send a nurse to your house get your lab work, and then look at everything you're deficient in. So mm-hmm. um, still deficient in B12 and vitamin D, so I am supplementing with those. Oh, what's beautiful is I don't know about D, but B12 at least is really inexpensive. Yeah. Is D as well? Yeah. Well, and so what I love about them is Two they things, yeah. see what you're deficient in and just send you monthly packets. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, everything that I need is just in this monthly packet. Mm-hmm. So individual, I don't even honestly know, but it works for me because, okay, this is based off data. I'm seeing what I'm deficient in. I'm working with their counsel to go over exactly what I need, lifestyle or uh, supplements, mm-hmm. and then get that every month. So yeah. That's been very nice, but also there's, I was on a few liver things too, but I don't know. That's mainly genetic to be honest. Okay. (laughs) My mom has some liver stuff going on, so I don't know if that's anything that I've done or a mix of both. Yeah. So do you feel now like you're more in alignment? Like, do you feel like you're living... Because like you said, you felt like a frog, you know? Yeah. So like now that you've been on this journey for what, a year? Uh, Yeah. So you've been on this journey for a year. You got your period back in six months. You are putting on lean mass. Yes. You are enjoying your body composition. I am. It definitely took a while. I still... You look great. I'm Thank just asking you. how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Thank you. Um, It's still... A journey, Mm -hmm. I'd say, Mm -hmm. Um, just because I've spent so many years in that smaller self that I have good days and bad days, but I think everybody does. And it doesn't matter how big or small or what shape you are, Mm -hmm. you're going to have good days and bad days. So that's still a journey, but I definitely feel good about myself. Um, I think it's amazing to look at the pictures from last year and then now and then also um, what is the name of the test that you get your body composition? I'm totally. Well, there's oh, in body. In body. Yeah. Yeah. So in body, I know, isn't as good as the DEXA, but sure. just tracking that it's and like good. the lean muscle going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is pretty cool to see. And I definitely feel like I'm projecting and sharing who I really am with my content and everything now versus feeling like a fraud. That's so important. Yeah. Because when you feel like a fraud, it's not like that's one, it's just a terrible time. Yeah. Like it's not fun, but you weren't, you didn't like, that wasn't what you desired and you probably just maybe felt a little lost in the mix of it. Yeah. You know, and that's what, where I, can't even believe this, but like I go to a church and it's phenomenal. It's Red Rock shout out anyway. Um, and like the title of the thing yesterday was the messy middle and just talking about how, you know, all stories have a beginning, middle and end. Yeah. And so the middle has to have something interesting going on yeah. in order to make the end be triumphant, you know? And so in the middle, it gets to be messy and anyway. Okay. So the mindset around like the why with your workout, you touched on that whenever we talked about doing this. Is there anything else you want to add there? Yeah. I mean, 
obviously people work out to feel good, but I was working out to burn calories for so long. So kind of like what we were talking about, you're doing all these high intensity workouts, you're feeling that and like Mm -hmm. your heart rate go up. And if you do have a tracker, you can see you're burning a shit ton of calories each workout. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you go to lifting and you feel like you're not doing enough, but it like you you're creating muscle so you can't really put I don't know a level to that I guess yeah um and so instead of judging my workouts by how much I'm sweating how much I want to die after Mm -hmm. or like how many calories I'm burning Mm -hmm. I'm working out to build strength I'm working out it could be a physical thing like I want to grow booty so yeah that is fine if you have a physical goal or a body composition goal. Totally. Um, I, I think that's awesome too, but you should be working out for strength and to feel good and for that like health reason, not burning calories. Yeah. I love it. I just, I appreciate you being willing to speak honestly from your own experience. Like the more light that we can shed on what's really going on and what options you've chosen to utilize and what's gone well and what's not gone well. Mm -hmm. It's just, it matters. And it takes a lot of bravery to be willing to speak about the not good stuff. And so thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Anything up one, I I do have, I told you I don't have the whole like five, like Corey does for the end, but I do have a thing at the end, Yeah. Uh, but don't, I'm not worried about it at all. But before we do that though, is there anything else on this topic that you feel like we didn't for sure cover that you do want to say? Like someone who is feeling a bit lost in their journey with their wellness you know, is step one, literally reach out to a coach, you know, what would your, what would your first step? And it it doesn't have to look like the same for everybody, but what would the recommendation from you be? I mean, I think anybody, if you are feeling at all lost coach is number one tool to utilize. And would it be find someone that has something that you desire? Uh, I think it's different for everybody, but what I always say is you want to at least have a good vibe with them because if, It's kind of like being a sales rep, honestly, if you you don't trust them them and if you don't like them and if you're not related, relatable Mm -hmm. for them, you're not probably not going to believe what they're saying or or do what they're saying. So you want somebody that you do like and trust and you know that they know their shit. Totally. Totally. (laughs) So like match with somebody like that. It's almost like dating. You you probably have to jump on a few calls and just like feel it out too. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's great advice. Okay. So what are three things that you're grateful for today? Ooh, I am grateful for an able body. Mm -hmm. Um, grateful for my fiance that literally took care of us last week when the house was not doing well in the cold. Oh no. Uh, um, so <laughs> Tells you we're not built for that here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am thankful for having my full-time job and my team around me. So it's end of fiscal year. Like I, I told you, it's a bit crazy, but yeah. um, working with a good team and a good support system there. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw one more at you. 
what is something that you feel could be completely unrelated to the topic we've been talking about or related your choice? Uh, something that you feel like you are doing well that you would like to do better or do more of? Um, something that I am doing well, I would probably say the nutrition and just my training right now. Um, so I want to continue to stay consistent and on the path that I've made for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to continue to build on that. So I am trying to increase weights, reps, just like progressive overload right now, which can be difficult in the moment, mm -hmm. but staying consistent with mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. If you want to grow glutes, I've been on a freaking journey with that. Yeah. Happy it's so long. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun though. It really, you can make tremendous headway. And what's so great is one, literally strong glutes from a longevity perspective are wildly useful. So on top of the fact that like people just want nice perky booties, cause who doesn't want that? Yeah. They're also wildly useful for literally life, whether it's sport or just I need to be healthy because I'm aging. You know, any any of those variety of options is a great reason to learn how to train those muscles. Yeah. Well, everything on your posterior chain. But anyway, okay. Uh, so my three gratitudes for today are going to be today is 1,001 days sober for me. Congrats. Girl. That is awesome. I like logged into an app that has it and I was like, whoa, wait, we're like in the quadruple numbers now that is so, awesome thank you yeah so that's a that that started my morning off on an unexpected extremely high note because it gave me the opportunity to reflect over what's happened over the course of that 1001 and I'm like oh this my is gosh. nuts wait how many years is that that's but not even three that's not even three years so I've been sober since April 26th of 2021 and it is currently January 22nd of 2024 so snaps for you right it's crazy it's to me that's like a blip of time like that's not that long and yet so much has occurred so anyway um very cool and and being someone who's actually like in recovery it's like a it's like profound yeah uh, so okay I am also grateful for I'm grateful for your time and that you chose to like want to have this conversation want to share vulnerably honestly uh it means a lot like you doing this has impact not only does it like take away any shame and guilt that you've felt previously. You know what I mean? Like being able to speak to it is like, ah, okay. And then somebody's going to hear it and go, oh my gosh, her too. No way. And they're going to love you. I hope that just one person can resonate and hear this because that is why I want to keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I appreciate you. I want to add that to my gratitude. List. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Yeah. And then um, my, my third gratitude today will just be that like in Austin, Texas, we typically have insane good weather and I'm doing 75 hard for like the umpteenth time. Right. And anyway, so I have to do exercise outdoors every day, which by the way is walking because we're paying attention to, yes. you know, our nervous system and all that good stuff. So <laughs> it's low intensity yeah. anyway. And, uh, and, I've just been saying for the past like week as we've had some days of like genuine cold, I'm like, this is just here to remind us of how absolutely fortunate we are that yes. most of the time it is freaking hot. So, um, okay. Where can say that they thoroughly enjoyed this episode because obviously they did. And, um, <laughs> where can they find you and support you and follow along with your journey? Get more of just knowing what you're up to, because I think you do a great job of just sharing just like you did here, like the truth on your own social media. Thank you. Yeah. The main one is Instagram. So fit with Nick, uh, and I, -K -K. I should pop up, but if you just look up 
Nikki Zaka will come up there. <laughs> and you on there, you also do offer, like, what are your offerings there? You offer coaching, right? I do. I'm just not focused on it. But if somebody okay. reaches out, I'm open to it. Okay. Um, But it's mainly working with brands. So, gotcha. uh, and it's all brands products that I believe in. I use every day. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, So I do have that on my Instagram if you want to go follow along and see what I'm using. Those are all of the things. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Okay. I will throw that in the description below. So if you want to follow along with Nikki, just go down there and I do offer coaching and I am really (laughs) plugging it heavily. It was so funny on the last one I recorded, the dude was like, one, he was phenomenal. And two, he's like, you got to plug it at the beginning. And guess what I did? Forgot. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do offer coaching for mindset, nutrition, fitness. I, you know, it's, it's progressive overload, yes. uh, custom programming for the individual, whether, you know, so there's three, four, five day splits with that. Then I do offer this. It's a phenomenal product. And like, there are more and more people joining it. They're getting great results. I have group offerings. I have one-to-one offerings online. I'm really enjoying the sports specific thing. I'm working with a handful of jujitsu athletes now. Mm -hmm. as well as you know just a bunch of different stuff and then if you're here in Austin then I actually do personal training here in person but so if that is of interest to you then I'm gonna plug that one (laughs) um and so other than that I think that's a wrap. Oh, we have to thank you for being here. We always have to thank you for being here. Your time is incredibly valued, just valuable. So just as your time, Nikki, and thank you for being here. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for taking the time to make this a priority in your life while it's the end of your fiscal year and you've got a lot going on. Uh, And so thank you. And thank you to the listener. If you're still here, we understand that your time is very valuable. And so the fact that you've chosen to come spend it here with us in this Mm -hmm. way does mean a lot. It really does. And so if you got something out of it, feel free to share it. If you think it'll positively impact someone that you know, and we just hope that you choose to have a beautiful day. That's a wrap.